We're going to have our reading next, and Charlotte and Lucy are going to come and read for us. And they're reading from two different parts of the Bible in a slightly alternative way. In the beginning, when God, w- God created the heavens and the earth, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. The Word was in the beginning with God. While a wind from God swept over the face of the waters, in the beginning was the Word. God said, Let there be light, and there was light. All things came into being through him. What has come into being through him was life, and the life was the light of all people. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. The light shines in the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Complete darkness doesn't exist. It might feel right now like you're in complete darkness, but you're not. Not really. You're just in the absence of light. Darkness can't exist because by definition, it's nothing. When we're in the midst of darkness, it can feel overwhelming. But all it takes is a single light and darkness is dispelled. The moment that light entered in, darkness was forced to flee. It didn't have a choice because darkness has no power of its own. It retreats at the first sign of light. How quickly, you might ask? Nearly 300 million meters per second. That light just reached your eyes in about one one hundred millionth of a second. When the gospel writer John writes, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it, he uses this metaphor because he knows this principle. The moment a light comes into the world, darkness doesn't stand a chance. It's true. Darkness is a terrible force, but when light enters the world, even just one ray, the state of the world changes. We see things differently. 
we feel things differently, everything changes. So we're going to think for a moment, first of all, about this, about this Christingle. I want you to just look at yours for a minute and, and see if yours kind of go a bit OCD crazy like I go a bit OCD crazy. Because if you look at mine, it's kind of got the same suite in the same order. Anyone like me? Look, there are. And what was even better was, on the table that I was at, there was no chocolate raisins. And then I found them on that table there. And so the chocolate raisins got added as well. And so when we, when we think about, about the Christingle, this is a, this is a Christingle cube. And what I've got is I've got, I've got two Christingle cubes to, to give away this morning to the, to the first ones who can give me the, the right answers to a, to a couple of things. So we'll, we'll get the easy one out of the way first. What does the orange represent? What does the orange represent? The world. Yeah, that was an easy one. You're not getting a prize for that. You're not getting a cube. It's too good. So let's, let's, do, the, let's do the next one. What does the red ribbon represent? Should I be kind? Should I be kind? Yes? Who thinks I should be kind? Who thinks I shouldn't be kind? Who thinks I should be the Grinch at Christmas? Go on then. What is it? It is. It symbolises how much God, God loves us. Can you catch it symbolizes how much God, God loves us. And so that's why we have a ribbon around the world. And the reason, of course, it's red is because Jesus died for us. And that's how he showed us his love. What about the, what about the sweets and the cocktail sticks? What do you think they represent, apart from being nice? This could be a setup. I'm not going to ask you, because I think you're going <laughs> to... Go on then, what were you going to say, Peter? Go. The seasons. The seasons, yes! Would you like a cube? Yeah. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one. What about the last one? What does the, what does the candle represent? Go on. Can you catch... I'll let you fight over it. You see, what I want us to think about this morning, as we see in this reef, as we see with our Christingle, is this idea of Jesus being the light of the world. And then Jesus said to his followers that we should live as people of light. And so what I want us to think about very quickly this morning is, how do we live as people of light? And to do that, I want to use three different types of light to show us how we live. Here's the, here's the first one. It's a lamp. The reason I've showed you a lamp is because of this. In the Psalms, there's a verse in Psalm 119, verse 105. It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What that means is this. 
It means that what do we use to guide us in making the decisions in life? You know, when we've got to make a really difficult decision, or when we've just got to make an everyday decision, how do we decide? Who do we listen to? What do we think about? And of course, what this verse is saying is that if you want to live as people of light, then you use the Bible to allow you, to guide you in terms of how you make decisions in life. And what I find in life is this, is that God doesn't just give everything to us and just give us a big plan and say, right, this is your life for the rest of it. It's a step-by-step approach. He kind of reveals a little bit. And as we, re- as we read the Bible, we find out often when we've got to make a decision that we find something else out. And so we take a step forward. And then as we read it some more, when we're having to make another decision, it'll tell us more what we should do. And so when we live as people of light, it means that we follow and we're guided by the lamp of the Bible. Now, here's the second type of light. It's actually a stage light. You see, the thing about a stage light is this. When you think about when they use stage lights, like that one up there, they use stage lights when you're on a play. And some of you I know take part in plays. And you'll know this about a play or when you go and watch a play. It's all in darkness. You can't see the stage. And it's only when the light is switched on that you suddenly can see the actors. And of course it can be a bit scary sometimes when it's dark all around to stare in the light. You can sometimes feel a bit vulnerable, a bit nervous to stare in the light. And of course, what Jesus was saying to his followers, if you want to live as people of light, he said this. He said, God said, let there be light. In him there is no darkness at all. Stay in the light. Don't walk in the dark. Now, sometimes some people deliberately choose to walk in the dark. But Jesus says, stay in the light. And sometimes, of course, it's not that we choose to live in the dark. What we want to do is sometimes we just want to be a bit anonymous. I just kind of want to fit in with everyone in the dark. And so we just kind of walk over here a bit. And Jesus is saying, stay in the light. And then, of course, what happens sometimes is... Sometimes we kind of can stay in the light when it's all in a group of Christians. And you can say, oh yeah, it's easy then. But then, when you're not around Christians, you kind of like flit over here and I'll say, I'll just stay in the dark. And it's a very powerful symbol. And of course, one of the things about Advent, when we think about Advent, is is this. We think about this time, it's a time of waiting. Waiting for, if you like, Jesus to come. That's why we have Advent calendars and things like that. We're we're waiting, we're counting down the days. And of course, the world waits, doesn't it? The world waits, and it arrived early. Last Thursday in Jersey, didn't it? 
And it allowed me to bring my friend Anakin out again. You see, the world waited for Anakin on Thursday and he came along. I thought he'd lost his lightsaber, but I found it. You see, here's, here's Anakin. You see, Anakin is one of these greatest examples, don't it? When we think about Star Wars, it tells us so much about Advent because one of the great themes of Advent is light. And whenever you hear light talked about in the Bible, it's always as well you then hear this word darkness mentioned. And of course, Star Wars is this great example of this battle between light and darkness. Of course, they use the word, of course, they don't use darkness as such, they call it the dark side. And Anakin Skywalker is the greatest example of this in this film. How he has this ability, doesn't he, to, to kind of like turn into Darth Vader. And he just becomes this, this guy like this, doesn't he? And... If you've ever met Anakin, you'll know this, that he didn't start out like that, did he? He started out good. Shall we, shall we meet Anakin? He talks, you know. And he lights up. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. And he talks even more. He says, I'm becoming more powerful. And then he talks even more. He underestimates my power. And then he talks a bit more. It's great this, you know. You don't know how much fun I've had with this. You really do not. It's not the Jedi way. I do not fear the dark side. I'm not the Jedi. I should be. You see, here's the thing about about Anakin, when you hear those words, you know, in some ways they're a bit of a laugh. In some ways you can sort of like say, yeah, 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 that's a bit of a joke, but actually it's a great story of what life is like. That Anakin starts out being good, but then what happens through you listening to those, through those listening words is that he underestimates the power of the dark side in him. And by underestimating the fear of the dark side in him, what happens is it starts to, to overcome him. And he starts to lead this, this, in some ways, life of sadness. It's not the Jedi way. And he leads this life of regret. I shouldn't have done that. But over time, what happens is he just becomes immune to it. And in the end, what does he say? He said those words, I do not fear the dark side. And all that happens over time is he just turns into this character, doesn't he? Called Darth Vader. He talks too. This would be a really cool character to put off in the dark, wouldn't it? when you really want to scare someone, and you just use those words, but he talks too. I am the master. Could have so much fun with him as well. But the thing is this, 
Those words there just tell us everything of what the dark side can do, really. I am the master. And whenever we say in our lives, I am the master, if you like, we've let the Darth Vader that's in each one of us control our lives. And what that means is no more do we, if you like, live in the light and stay in the light. Instead, we're staying in the dark. And when Jesus came, if you like, as the light of the world, what he was showing was this. He was shown by the way he lived and by the way he died that he had defeated the dark side once and for all. And then there's a third type of light that I want us to think about, and it's this type of light. It's a candle. And the reason I want us to think about the candle is this. You see, Jesus then said to his followers these words. He said, You are the light of the world. Don't hide your light, but shine your light. Whoops. Well, that one didn't quite work, but never mind. You see, the thing is this. Jesus said this. Don't hide your light, but shine your light. You see, when we think about a candle, and when we think of light, and when we think about darkness, when we saw that clip, what is darkness? Darkness doesn't exist. The only reason darkness exists is because the light isn't there. It's either blocked out or there's an absence of light. And what Jesus wanted to do was he was then saying to his followers, now you go and shine my light. Go and shine my light wherever you go. And so when we think of what it means to live as people of light, there are three types of light. And I wonder which type of light speaks to you this morning. Whether it, is it the lamp, the lamp that Jesus says should be guiding us, the Bible that should be guiding us? Is it the, the stage light where Jesus says to us, stay in the light, don't walk in the dark? Or is it the candle where Jesus says, go and be the light of the world in the worlds that you are? Let us pray. So as we're very quiet now, which light is it that Jesus wants to speak to you? about.
Which light has spoken to you? Is it to be the lamp? Is it the lamp where God says, let my Bible guide me? You know, Jesus read his Bible every day. You know, is Jesus saying that to us about I need to read your word more, Lord, in the decisions that I take. Is it the stage light where Jesus says, stay in the light, don't walk about in the dark, just stay in the light, just stay with me? Or is it the candle where Jesus says, go and shine my light. Shine my light so that all may see who Jesus is. So Lord, in your name we pray. Amen.